Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. Life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash c-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash c-suite. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Today, we have a really exciting conversation in store for you. We are talking with Lisa Braithwaite, who is a speaker coach with more than 14 years of experience. She's been referenced in the New York Times, in the Wall Street Journal, in the Chicago Tribune. She and I have become great power women friends. Thank you so much, Lisa, for saying yes to coming on the show. Thank you. So I'm really excited to talk to you because, you know, there's a million speaker coaches out there, but you've really created a beautiful niche around this idea of ditching perfection, creating connection, and you speak to individuals, speak with individuals and corporations, helping people get more comfortable on stage. I, I, when I was thinking about what you do, I was like, she teaches people to do the number one fear of most people for a living. Hey there, the holidays are here. So it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. You do, right? I mean, it's kind of funny to think about it. You teach people to do the number one fear for a living. Well, that's if you actually believe that public speaking is the number one fear. I think that's been debunked. Um, but yeah, but a lot of people still believe that. A lot of people still say that. So I'll, I'll take it. Yes, I'll take it. So mindfulness, you know, we talk about it on, on the show every week, is the practice of being present in the moment with non, non-judgment. How do we be fully, fully present. And that kind of requires us to ditch perfection and create connection with ourselves first and with others. I'm curious, you've been doing this business for many years. What's mindfulness mean for you? For me, mindfulness is about being aware, being aware of what's happening around me, 
being aware of what's happening inside my body and inside my head, I guess, would how is how I would describe mindfulness for me. So as we were prepping for the show, we were talking about meditation and you're like, you know, Holly, I'm not really a meditator because I can't like turn off the monkey mind. And, you know, most of my guests say, say the same thing. But I know that you help people become present on stage and do those, those types of things. So tell us, how does mindfulness show up in your life? How do you bring yourself back to that present moment in a way that's unique to you? I think for me, it's, it's easier to focus on certain areas. I can't say that I am mindful all the time, although I would like to be. But I, there are certain areas where I try to practice mindfulness more consciously. So when I get outside, I live in this beautiful little village called Ojai, California, and we are surrounded by oak trees and nature and mountains, and it's just, it's gorgeous here. And right outside my window, there's, there's a little forest right across the street. It's just part of the property that belongs to City Hall, but it's this little oak forest. And so when I get outside, that's one of the times that I really try to be mindful of really smell the air hear the birds, see, just notice what's happening around me. I try to be really present when I get into nature, when I have that opportunity. And another area where I try to be mindful, and this is probably common for a lot of people who are trying to practice mindfulness, is about eating and drinking. What do I put in my mouth? How much am I putting in my mouth? Why am I putting it in my mouth? That's another area where I'm trying to be really mindful. Well, I love that idea of, of mindful eating as I look across my desk and see my, my Dr. Pepper staring back at me. <laughs> um, but I think that that's what we like to talk about on the show is this is a practice, not a perfect. And so it goes in alignment with what you're talking about is we have to ditch this perfection mindset so that we can honor the realness of who we are. And as, as we met in this you know, power women community, I, I love this idea of being real and creating community. So I'm curious, how do you invite people to do that? I know this isn't necessarily your, your work. We're gonna talk about that in the second half of the show, but how can we inspire people on, on our episode of, of the show to think about being real and using that as a way to create community? I have a perfect example. Uh, just from today, I was at a big, a big fundraising event for an organization that I support. And I was there as one of their former clients who's used their self-employment training services uh, years ago, but I, they've become my never say no nonprofit. So whatever they ask me to do, I do. And I show up and I was the client representative at their table. And I immediately start talking to people and connecting people together. So I'm immediately thinking of how can I connect you with who you need? So obviously there are a lot of people there who need what I have. And there are a lot of people there who have what I need. But one person was talking about this big event that, that her organization had to plan and she was really nervous. And, and I said, I've got the perfect person for you. So I immediately start just, just using yeah, I guess using my resources. For me, this is about who do I know, how can I help, and how can I just reach out to people. Um, but another example was, and maybe this has to do with my pink hair, people, uh, 
I'm always pretty approachable. I'm a pretty open, outgoing person. And my hair is generally gray or silver, but I went pink for the month of October. And I cannot tell you how much more approachable that has made me because I'm just keeping it real. I'm just being, hey, I wanted to go pink for October. I have a couple friends who are in breast cancer and cancer treatment. And I thought this would be a way to kind of, you know, kind of bring the, you know, bring this to everybody's attention right in front of your face. And so many more people came up and talked to me and introduced themselves to me today because of my pink hair. So I feel like that's part of it too, is just when you put yourself out there as who you really are, your real personality, don't, you know, instead of trying to be really formal and professional and do everything a certain way, I just go and I be and I engage and I interact and, um, and I make connections for myself and I connect other people. I, I love it on your website. It says, you'll rarely see me wearing makeup. <laughs> I have a little bit on today because I knew I was, I knew I was going to this event, uh, by the way, that I, that started at 7.15 in the morning and I had a 45 minute drive to get there. So partly the makeup is just to disguise my exhaustion, but I also knew I was going to be on camera with you. Still very little, very little, but yes, you'll rarely see me in, in makeup. I haven't worn mascara in probably 15 years or I would well, I think that's the exciting thing about being a woman today is the more the collective consciousness of women become mindful that we're here to help each other versus here to, to challenge each other, um, the more we invite more goodness into the world. And we know that that hasn't always been the case. And so celebrating something like pink hair or overcoming a challenge is a really great way of doing that. I, um, I personally am, people may be surprised to hear this. I'm not a really big networker. I don't like going to networking events and it's funny, but just like not really my thing, but I really, uh, I have a little mantra I say before I go into them. It's like, okay, you know, spirit, okay, universe, I'm fully present here. Show me to the connections of the people that I need to serve or be served by and I will say that as I'm walking into the door like like my little badge of courage being real here Lisa with you on the show and then I almost kind of sit back and wait and watch who shows up in, into my world and I think that's a really great mindful practice for anybody who's out there men or women trying to grow their business be real about I love this because those people who love those things they're out there like trying to help me like crazy those of us who don't love it we're getting the help so it's being I don't love networking either. And I, I'm, I consider myself an outgoing introvert. So I would much rather sit here behind my computer all day. But when I do go out in the world, I have the ability to be outgoing with people. And I enjoy that for a limited amount of time. Um, but I teach this too. I teach my clients. I, I, I also teach networking. And I have clients who come to me specifically for coaching on networking because it's similar to public speaking. And um, this is exactly what I say. I, I invite them to think about how can they serve people? How can they go into, um, into that setting, the mindset of service? I do a lot of mindset work with my clients as well, because a lot, a lot of people who do, speak, who do speaking have to really work on their mindset about their own abilities, their level of confidence, their relationship with the audience and all these things. So, um, 
this is a perfect example too of just going in with, I'm just gonna be in the moment. I'm gonna meet people as they come. I'm gonna focus on serving. And if good things come back to me, that's great too, right? But we don't wanna go there and be pushy and you know forcing ourselves on people. It's really about you know, is how much we can serve and how much we can connect people to each other. So I'm all about that, clearly. Well, and I, in an event like this and in the world today that is bigger, better, faster, more, it's also being willing to ask for help, ask for a question, ask for support. Um, Doing that face-to-face -face is different than doing that online. You don't know where it's all going to go. But having that courage that your question is going to be answered. And as, if you, as you listen to the show, you know, right before the break, we always ask people, like, what's a question that inspired you or changed your life? So I'm curious, what's a question that, that you've asked yourself or you ask your coaching clients to grow their mindfulness and their ability to present out in the world? Well, uh, I don't know how many of your listeners are familiar with Clifton Strengths, which used to be called Strengths Finder, but my number one strength is Activator. And I'm a person who leaps before I look. I'm a person who just jumps in without planning or making any, uh, making it, having a strategy. <laughs> but this is beneficial for me. Uh, one of the things that I learned from a business coach that I've been working with for a few years, she always says, What's one thing you can do today to move your business forward? So for me, it's action oriented. I'm always trying to think what's, what's something I can do today to move my business, my business forward. And for my clients, it would be, what can you do to move your speaking forward? What's one thing you can do to improve your skills, your confidence, any of those things? Well, I love that question. I'm going to invite our listeners to take that into the break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show and we are talking to the author of Presenting to Humans, Lisa Braithwaite. Lisa, thanks for being real with us, dishing with us here on the show. So we want to talk about your book, Presenting to Humans. And I, I kind of joke in my in my own keynotes. What? Presenting for humans, not the number four. Presenting for humans. Presenting. I titled it that way, so that's why I wanted to clarify. So, Claire, so tell us about that. Presenting for humans. What is it? Why, what's the nuances? And, and how can people get access to your book? Well, the reason I called it Presenting for Humans is because I wanted it to be really clear that. As, pre as people who speak, we are presenting for humans. The people in our audience are humans. But I also want the book to be about presenting for humans. <laughs> so those of us who present are humans as well. So I like to remind my audiences that we are humans speaking to humans. And we cannot forget that. doesn't matter if you have an audience full of doctors or engineers or any groups that are considered difficult. Um, we're always human speaking to humans. And we have to remember that engagement and connection is the first thing that we need to do when we're speaking to audiences. So presentingforhumans.com 
is the link to the page about my book, but it's on Amazon. So you can just look for Presenting for Humans on Amazon and you'll find it there. So you have one right behind you, don't you? Can we show it on the screen? I have a few. Are we backwards? No, we're forwards. Okay. Presenting for humans. So I just demonstrated one of those things that, that that's for humans is that you're trying to be mindful. You're fully present in the moment. You know me, I'm all about perfection and I had to ditch the perfection and create connection because I messed up the title of the show. What's a tip you might give somebody who's presenting for humans when you have your humans that aren't fully mindful or present or listening? How can we engage better listeners as presenters? Clarify for me. If, if I'm the presenter, how can I? Engage better listeners, get ah. people listening better. Well, as a, as a human speaking to a human, I, one of the things that I really, and this is the subtitle of my book, uh, Insights for Speakers on Ditching Perfection and Creating Connection. I really work a lot with people to get over themselves. I just try to remind, you know, we, we have so much need to impress people when we're in front of an audience. We feel like we have to impress people. We have to be important. We have to be serious. Um, we can't have a good time or we won't be taken seriously. And there are all these things people do that create a barrier between themselves and the, and the audience when they work so hard to be impressive and to be the, the smartest person in the room and all of that. I really work with my clients to just be in the moment, get out of their head, get out of all this stuff up here. Am I funny? Am I smart? Am I going to mess up? Am I going to bore people? And just be in the moment, try to read the energy in the room, try to go with what's happening in the room with your audience read that, respond to it. And, and again, and let your, when you talk about listening, engage your audience in a way that they interact with you and they share with you what's important to them so that you're having a conversation. And when you sort of get out of that need to be perfect and impressive and the smartest person in the room, and just think about how you can serve, how you can have a conversation, a real human conversation, your presentations are going to be so much more successful. Your audience is going to find you more approachable. Whatever results you're looking for from your presentation, whether it's more visibility or credibility or awareness for your work or your cause, you're going to gain that through connecting on a human level with the audience. So you have several different tools from your private coaching practice to some roadmap visioning processes. You've got online classes. Tell us a little bit about how somebody who may be tapping into their message could use your training and your, your books to help them catapult their message out into the world. I love how you put that because there is sort of, there could be a trajectory. Somebody could start with my book and then sign up for maybe my eight week online course called Speaking Up for Change. That's actually coming to an end, but I will be doing it again. And then maybe after Speaking Up for Change, they realize they want to work a little bit more one-on-one -on, -one on their speaking. So they could come to me for individual coaching. 
And then perhaps after they do some individual coaching, they realize, you know, I really want to get out there and speak more and, and get more people aware of my work or my cause. Then they could come to my speaking roadmap visioning retreat where we then create a strategy and a plan for where you're going to go with your speaking. So that's, that's sort of one way that it could go. Then again, some people come to my visioning retreat first and they create a vision for where they want to go with their speaking. And then they come back and do individual coaching or go through one of the training programs so that they feel prepared when they get out into the world. Lot, lots of ways to work with me and also corporate training. So I also work with companies as well with small teams. Well, that's why I was so excited to work with you is in the dynamic transformational times that we're in right now, all of us need this training on some level because it's, it's the, the inner work that allows us to do the outer work. And so helping people to become good humans for humans <laughs> is amazing. And your work is done in an intimate classroom setting. You're looking at, you know, in your classroom workshops, you know, 15 people, you're coaching them, but they're coaching each other. And I think a lot, there's a lot of misconceptions about the, the speaking and the coaching world out there. And you kind of just, just peek the curtain back a little bit so we can see behind that if you, if you're going to one of these big workshops and you see a big name speaker up there, that didn't just happen. They had to, you know, to do this training too. So if you're seeking that, whether it's on a big stage or a little stage, or even just refining your own heart of your message into 2020, Lisa's somebody who can help you explore that in a variety of ways. I, I've written several times various articles about talent versus skill. A lot of people look at speakers and the people that I work with are not primarily professional speakers. They're people who speak for their business or their nonprofit or their, their cause. But they look at other speakers and they think, well, that person's just naturally talented or naturally good at what they do. And you know, there are people like that, right? Usain Bolt, who maybe still is, was the fastest man in the world. Uh, you know, we can look at Serena Williams. We can look at all these athletes, which are perfect examples of people who were clearly born with natural talent. Do they all have coaches? Do they train hours and hours a day and hours a week to get better? There is no such thing as a, as a person who's just naturally talented, who can rise to a high level in their field or in their sport or in whatever it is in their practice without also working on their skills. So you may have great talent, but if you really want to get to the next level, you need training, you need coaching, and all of the elite everything in the world have coaches and trainers. Well, Lisa, thank you for saying yes to the show. Thank you for inviting us to think about where are we striving for perfection? How can we ditch that and create greater connections because our world isn't perfect although man we certainly try and, yeah and there's there's a magic a magic in letting that go and how we can be authentic and real with one another i love your pink hair i wish i had the courage to do it i've been trying to get brave enough to do to do blue maybe maybe one of these days it'll happen um is there any last minute tips or words of wisdom before we let you get back about your day 
I think I just want to come back to we're humans speaking to humans. And if you remember that, if you remember that being real creates connection, and that's really all your audiences and people, that's all people want. As a speaker, that's what your audience wants as people. That's what people want. They want human connection. And if you can remember that and, and stop worrying about being perfect and just worry about being you and being human, you're going to make amazing connections in the world. I often say, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. And I think the more through our mindfulness practices with ourselves, with nature, with our eating, we can be better human beings first, human beings for human beings. So thank you so much again. Um, I look forward to having you on another episode. And remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Thank you.